was discussing with the person, and then suddenly she told the person that, you know, why don't you come and visit us in our church? And he says, yes, I know your church, Christ Tabernacle. He said, yes. He said, I know Apostle very well. She said, you know why I can't come? Apostle Williams is too tough. He said his message does not compromise. You will call that a commendation, isn't it? He said that the message is too hard. He said you cannot be under him and not be convicted. And she said, but that's why you should be there. She said, no, it's too hard for me. So the standard is affirmed. The presence of God is affirmed. But the person said, it's too tough for me. And that person was asking questions from me. What do we do to people like that? How do we get them into the house of God? I answered by saying, I also was, you know, I met some ministers in Nigeria who after the ministration, they came and they were thanking me, they were thanking God and stuff, and they said, look, Apostle, this, your message is too tough for our generation. He said, you see that many people are not able to come here. Some of them will pass through once, they will not come again. Because, how can man bear this? He said, they said to me, we have been used to lies and misinformation. Now, when you brought the Bible to us, it's black and white. They said many people cannot contain it. Then another minister said that, you know, even we ourselves in Nigeria now, we are facing some problems. Have you heard about this new doctrine on the grace that is imagined? And they began to tell me a lot that they have received from their members who have been listening to the false preachers of, about grace. And many of the members are now arguing with their ministers that, I mean, a Christian is not perfect. You can sin now. Why should you be telling us not to sin? Grace covers sin. And the pastor said to them, you cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. And they said that, but this minister in Asia said this. And they acclaimed the ministers on television who are liars, imposters, and whose days are numbered. Ministers who malign the word and pervert the gospel because of crowd. And their ministers are having problem convincing some of their members that look, that new doctrine is of the devil. And they wanted me to address it. Of course, I did address it and I think I will send one of my lectures now to the man, the champion of that grace, um, uh, you know, um, uh, misleading information or misleading doctrine. But I'm saying this to you to help you understand. We are in the end time. Two things I will show you now from the scriptures on the end time. And then I will teach you briefly about your prayer power. Because this is the last quarter of the year. If you look at the book of Second Timothy chapter, chapter 4 verse 3. 2 Timothy 4 3. Please be very quick on the, on the projector today. Shall we read together, please? Okay. 
Let's look up together again. Let's read that scripture. You know why I tell you to read scripture twice? Or three times? It's because first reading is just a breeze over the word. Second reading is a notice. And the third reading is an observation. Principle of learning too. The Bible says, For the time will come, which has now come. This time. It says, Men, human beings, will not put up with sound doctrine. The Holy Spirit warned you about it. This season, many people will hate the truth. Are you with me now? Not by their own will, but by the will of Lucifer, who will infiltrate that generation and create so many things around them in a very subtle manner. To the extent whereby evil shall become legitimate good. And people who have wallowed in such things for a long time, who have developed, you know, uh, their, their mentality and such, it will not be easy for them to not see the truth and accept it. They will challenge the truth. And the Bible says that these things also will come by men. Who will develop doctrines to suit the crowd? I want my church to be filled up. Ah, that message you are preaching is too hard. People won't come. If you preach this, they will come. And they change their message. And before you know it, the whole place is jam-packed. Because those men too, their mentality is that I pastor a church 10,000 strong. It's all by the devil. Jesus, we just came from Jerusalem. Jesus had only 12. But he shook the whole universe with the 12. Hallelujah, somebody. The Bible says in this time, instead of, it says men, men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, and out of the desire of man come all evil. So, to suit their evil reasoning and evil thoughts, they will look for men who can preach doctrines to validate their evil desires and evil doing. Alright? But those men will be available. Are we together? Because it says here, they will gather around them a great number of teachers. Understand that this, this scripture is not saying just you. It says the teachers will be many on earth who will be teaching people what they want to hear. They will tell you things like divorce is not a problem. You can change your wives. Even some have developed a doctrine now of polygamy in the New Testament. Yes, they publish it on your internet. That polygamy is good for a Christian. And a good number of church leaders fell into it. They would, they would, they would, they would, they would gather men. In other words, the men themselves are men who do not have the spirit of God. They work by human instincts. They don't care about you. They only care about crowds and how much they make out of the crowd. 
They know they don't have parts in heaven. They will profess they do. But then everyone is going to hell anyway. And they can make the maximum they can of you or not. And when people who follow them die, they regret for eternity. Plus on earth, they will struggle. They can never overcome. Listen therefore, people who say that Apostle William's message is tough, they should take heed to the voice that speaks through me. Examination is not judged by the thought of a student. It is judged by the writing of the lecturer. Holy Ghost will judge the, the world by the scriptures written. Blessed are those who hear the word of this truth and do them. Can I say to you, look at First Timothy 4.1. Where are these people from? The Spirit clearly says that in the latter days, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Can you now understand the thoughts as expressed in 2 Timothy 4.3? That people will gather people around them to validate their thinking. And the Bible says... What will give rise to that is that in that last days, many will abandon the faith. These false teachers, they will abandon the Christian faith and they will follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. So demons will teach some ministers and they will teach the church. The ministers that demons can access and teach are the ministers who have abandoned the word of God. You can come to the church, it doesn't matter how you look. Just come naked. Tell the women. It doesn't matter how you look, you can be half naked, it's just your style, you see. We know that in the past, when a person strips some parts of their body, they have mental neurosis. Am I saying something? In the past, there are mad people who walk naked. But Satan has gradually introduce nakedness into sanity so that it's no more a function of insanity are we together and he admits people to believe it really let me say this to you every institution either they are journalistic institution or they are you know ordinary institution who promotes women only to be stripping naked is anti-women it's set out to degrade the status of women. Why didn't they strip men naked? There's only women they are stripping naked. But let me tell you the brain behind it by the spirit. The reason why the devil set up those institutions and targeted women is because the devil wanted to seduce Christian men ultimately. Formerly in churches because holiness is preached. If a woman is dress wrongly all your laughs out all your breasts out you will be afraid to step the door of church when you get to the door you go back but you see this new doctrine that satan has given to make the, those teachers tells you that god is god is not god does not mind about how you look but he mind he only minds about your mind they will not teach you that the Bible says out of the, heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. As a man thinketh in his 
mind. So he is in his look. The fact is that we understand from the biblical evidence that such thoughts arise from demonic influences. Things taught by demons and demons deceiving people. If anybody behave abnormally behind the button is an evil spirit deceiving that man. Look, let me say something to you. <laughs> there are people on puppies today that are teaching, but it is evil spirit that develop their teachings. This is the scripture. How do you know people speaking of God? They do not derogate from what Jesus wrote. You know people who are speaking from God because they manifest what Jesus manifested. You know people speaking from God, they have evidences of people's lives that have been transformed and changed through the message of righteousness. I was telling you the other time that, you know, for Christ with Tabernacle, you need to thank God. You need to thank God because in this country, United Kingdom, this church started 27 years ago. We give back to children in the midst of it. We raise the children in the midst of them. And our children are not promiscuous. When I hear their testimonies, it's alarming. Other children that joined the church who behaved out of instinct because that's all they knew. When they came, their life was transformed. You know, yesterday in the wedding we had, we were in the reception to eat jollof rice and um, yam porridge. And we did eat it after singing here. But you see, and they told the best man to speak. The best man. And the best man started speaking about the brother who married. Don't worry, they will soon arrive. And you know something he said about him? He said that he was, a, a, he was born by a pastor. And then he went out as a young man to follow boys and follow, you know, the, 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 what happened in his era. Born in England and, you know, bred in England and, you know, started following other boys. And he said that, but his best friend was Brother David. And he said that he will just go with girls as usual, what an unbeliever would do. You know, you know, if you are young and you are going from one girl to the other, you are reducing the age you live on earth. Doctor, correct? Because you will soon be struck. When you go from, when you are, you are cross-pollinating. And that is the best man now. Come and sit down here, my best man. Take your wife, carry your wife, and come and sit down here. I just spoke to you in Nigerian language. <laughs> Put your hands together for pastor. <laughs> I call him pastor. Come and sit down here, right, right here, right here. <laughs> You're welcome, darling. And it's your mom around. I was so she was yesterday. Okay, beautiful. You know, he was selling his testimony, and he is my judge. And he said that he just lived like all of others who live like that. He said, even they decided that, let us set David up. Let's send this girl to get him. And the girl went after being fortified, and she came back converted, correct? And then. He's talked about David so much to the place of when, David, when David's uh, cousin was attacked, David stood and took all the blows, and he stopped. He could have revenged, but he did not. 
And they were wondering, what kind of a man is this? And he said a phrase. He said, I thought Jesus was far from me. But Jesus was near to me through David. And that imprint of David's life in his life, he's now a solid believer. When he spoke yesterday, anybody who is there will know that this guy is a pastor, there's no doubt about it. If they haven't ordained you, I will ordain you. (laughs) Oh yes. When I see gift of God, I know it. When I see people who are born on covenant, I know it. I was telling my wife, when he started talking, I said, listen to this guy very, very attentively. But you know something too. When David got up, David said, everything I was, that, what's your name, brother? Brother Richard was talking about. He said, it is through the teachings of Christ in this church, Christ's faith tabernacle. And I said, he got it. Well, confirmation of Christ coming from the lips of mortal men. It comes from the lips of demons as well. Jesus we know. Paul we know. What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? It was demons who first confirmed him. Listen to me. The affirmation of God in this house has been spoken by the lips of mortal men, by the lips of angels, by the lips of demons. Therefore, the truth you hear, run with it. Now let me tell you this. At the beginning of this year, God told me, and I told you, and we wrote it in our calendar, there are two significant months, three significant months for Great Britain. God said, pray for the government of Britain in the month of May. And it's in your calendar. If you go back to your calendar and look at it, it's written there. That when you get to the month of May, the government of this country will take a decision, and you need to pray for the prime minister. You need to pray for the government, executives. Parliament, and we did. But rising up in this month of May, our Prime Minister Theresa May went and took a decision that caused her a lot. Isn't it? Come on now, ask me. Then the Lord said to us in that time, in the month of September and the month of October, pray for Theresa May, she may be removed. Did, did, did God not say that among us? I can't hear your yes now. Did you not pray for her? If you didn't pray for her, raise your hand. If you raise your hand, I'll say you were not here at the time. We did pray for her. The beginning of September, there was an, there was an attempt to remove her. Watch out what you had yesterday. That attempt has rebounced now. And now they are now really more categorical. That's she may be removed. That she is not competent. Really now a, a, a competitor among her camp have publicly said, I am after her. <laughs> Prophets are not people who see prophecy after seeing signs of what is happening. Some people will look at the occurrence of what is happening and then they will say that does see the Lord. Anybody can say that. Prophets speak when there is no sign towards it. Now, let me help you understand this now. I think I want to move into that. In this end time, therefore, you should be very careful of the association you follow. Because Satan does not come with two horns when he walks on the streets. Really, when he approaches you, he will, he will look like the most gentleman you have ever seen. 
They will look like the calmest man that you have ever met. The most handsome woman you have ever seen or met, man. You know, he will not argue with you. He will let you have your way, but he will malign you to his way. The power of Satan and the sting of hell is deception. And Christians need to know this, especially those of you who come to the place of truth. Don't allow man to deceive you. Don't allow man to deceive you. If Satan, messengers of Satan are able to tell you lies, why can't you stand and tell them the truth? For me, I know where I'm going. I have been to my abode in heaven. I have sat in the midst of the holy angels of God. I have stood in the presence of he that lives forever and ever. My eyes have seen what is hidden from mortal men for his grace. And I know that he who called us is holy. And those he called, he called them into holiness. Of course I know he is our righteousness. And then therefore, our white garment should be kept white. He did not give us the garment of righteousness or holiness so that we can meddle ourselves in sin and death. Those who live in glass house don't throw stones. The reason why there is distinction between those who keep the record of the book, which is the Bible, and those who perpetrate all these lies along is the fact that to those of us who are still keeping our faith and relationship with him, he reveals the secret things of this world to us. We are not caught unawares. You in this church, you are not caught unawares. Yes, yes, you are not caught unawares. I went to Nigeria last week and there were some people, you know, the Lord spoke to me and said to me that some people are prophesying that Nigeria is going, is at the brim of war. If you are not careful, they will go to war. And the Lord said, I should tell Nigeria that all who have said that are liars. He didn't speak to them. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know when God speaks, it doesn't matter the title you carry. If you with your title, you talk rubbish. God will tell everybody that he's a liar. God said they are lying. And then God showed us, reminded us the destiny of that nation he showed to us many years ago. It's just like when, when they're having the problem about America, Trump will come in, Trump will not come in. God revealed about Trump about eight years before Trump was elected here in this house. Here in this house. And I told you, you can go to bed and sleep. They can say anything they want. He will rule over them because it has been determined. It's different from... Sometimes, when God just reveals things to men, many to pray them to happen. But there are some other things that God reveals that doesn't need your prayer because it has been determined. When heaven says what this has been determined, you may pray. It will happen. Therefore, every one of us in this house, under the same spirit that speaks in this house, can operate in the spirit that speaks in this house. Now, let me help you understand something for five minutes. <clears throat> in this church, you have seen God use me in various ways. Healing, deliverance, various types of healing, crippled, blind and stuff. People raised from dead. Prophecies about nations, about you, about families, about countries. And they happen to time and date. Now, am I more anointed than you? No. No. 
There is no man under this heaven that has a more anointing than another human being. It does not exist. Listen to me. Anointing, as you have been learning by the Holy Spirit, is God's enablement to make a man function in grace. Who gives the grace? God. Now, to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportions it. Yes? Ephesians 4, 7. 4 from, from, 11, well, from 7 down to 11. To each one grace has been given as the apostle. Then he went to explain about the grace. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 12 from verse 1 to verse 4 tells you. Gifts have been given by the Spirit. So therefore, anointing is when God's unction, Holy Spirit, come upon a man so that that grace inside him can function. That is what you call anointing. So when anointing comes upon you, who is a great teacher, you teach so deeply. And people will say, well, I've read the same verse, but... The anointing is the enablement of Holy Spirit upon man to make man function in the grace of heaven. The same way, the anointing will come upon me, I can pray and God can raise the dead. I can, I can begin to prophesy. I can't tell as if I just met you on the way. I cannot be saying to you that, yes, 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 you know, in uh, Jamaica, uh, in the month of December, there's going to be, you know, a change of government there. And uh, the man called Neto is going to be the, the president. I can't say things like that. Though the grace is inside me. For the grace in me to happen to manifest the unction of heaven must come upon me. When the unction does not come, those grace lie there, they cannot function. They cannot function. Unless God anoints the body that carries the grace. And by the anointing of heaven, the grace is rolled over to manifestation. So therefore, if you are given the gift of healing, the grace, the anointing come upon you, and you are praying healing. If you are given the gift of um, prophecy, the, the anointing come upon you, you are praying prophecy. No such a thing as a man coming to, to before people and say, anointing, 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 take it, take it, take it. It's a lie. A man cannot give another man anointing. It is the, uh, 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 it is the unction sent from the Father. That's the reason why wherever you go and people are saying all those stuff, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. They are maligning, they are just lying to you. Nothing happens thereafter. And if you don't, if you don't, if you are not careful and you are standing before them, they push you and you fall. If you don't fall, they can match you and you cry on pain. You have all manners of stuff. All manners of gimmicks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been in a meeting. A minister went. Pastor, come up. Come, 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 come. You must know the truth. It's, that it's laying hands on people. You know, stand face me. They are laying hands on people, yes? If you want to lay hands on people, you lay hands on them like this. It's laying of hand means touch them, not push them. I would mean that. Lay hands. It's very from. If I lay hands on this man, I don't need to exert force. If I exert force on him, or I keep on pressing him down, it is I, not the Spirit of God. Listen to me. If I go like this as well, I've seen a man, a minister do that. Yes. Yes. 
And then he pushed the man to roll over like that. If anybody do that to you, get up and push him too. <laughs> Sit down, Pastor, please. Get up quietly. Don't let him know what you are doing. And then go near him. Push him too. And tell him that, Pastor, on that, that's anointing too. The anointing you gave me, I give you. When they have no relationship with the Father, they will look for an idol to give the people to serve. You are as anointed as the most anointed man under heaven except Christ. Jesus is the only man who had anointing without measure. All of us have it according to the measure he gives us. The anointing will give you manifestation to operate the grace inside you. All of us have the same anointing. I will together now. Therefore, I say that to say this to you. You have to find your grace in this month. Or pray for grace in this month. And discover your grace in this month. Grace can be endowed by God automatically that's by god's own volition understand grace is the ability to function but the power to function comes by anointing look at first corinthians 14 1 what does it say follow the way of love eagerly desire spiritual gifts especially the gift of what prophecy yes follow the way of love Eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. Which means if you eagerly desire the gifts, which is grace, you can get it. By desiring it eagerly. But the condition is this. If you desire the spiritual gifts, you must also follow the way of love. Love is Christ himself. So, in this month, you have a mandate... To discover your gift. What about if Jesus comes next month? And you have done nothing. I told you about um, India. One of our members in India, which those of us who went to India saw him. I've forgotten his name now. He's now a pastor. He went to a wedding ceremony and a madman entered the ceremony. And that madman was so mad. That he had a saw that his bones are exposed. You know, when a person has a saw that exposes the bones, you know what that means? Very, very terrible. And doctors can't stop him because he's a violent white man. He crashed into, into um, a wedding ceremony where a member was. Everybody fled. You know when a madman just interrupts a wedding, <laughs> he can harm anybody. So two pastors stood before him, the madman. I said, "Would you in the name of Jesus?" And the madman went like that, and he looked at the first one. He looked at the second one, and he said, "The madman said, I know you, and I know you.'" I know what you did yesterday. 
I will deal with both of you now. And the pastors fled. Yeah, he will deal with them. He will deal with them. So when the pastor fled, he ran after the pastor, and our member stood in, in the middle. He jumped up and he broke that line. The madman stopped. He looked at him, and he went down and said, You are a true man of God. Please don't cast me out. That is your portion. He is one of you. And he said, I rebuke you. Out in the name of Jesus. After, he said, give me two minutes. And the man waited. Two minutes he rebuked him and cast the demon out. The Spirit of God took the demon possessed. Threw him up. When he hit the ground, the noise of those demons, it, 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 it went beyond the marriage. The marriage circle circle. People came all over from the place. And they queued before him. On their knees. The church of Punjabi started. Listen to me. You have the same anointing. Find out your grace. But understand, for you to operate the holy grace, you must follow the way of love. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, sit in the seat of scoffers, or stand in the ways of sinners. But his delight is in the law of God. In the law of God, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the riverside. That cannot, you won't have any, you all this stuff that, ah, some enemies are after me. Your enemy can be after you. You two go after them. They will never overcome you if you walk in the counsel of love, which is Christ himself. Now, I end up by helping you know this. You can pray for those gifts and you get it. You desire, and then you pray. Look at the book of Luke chapter 11, verse 9. Shall we read it together? All right, stop. This is cathedral, isn't it? Read it cathedral way. This is a sure word from the maker of heaven and earth. A valid statement from God himself in the flesh. I say to you, come on listen to me, God says. You. The first thing he says is you ask. And it will be given. You seek for you to find. You knock. And the door will be opened. You know what? Something the devil had made man believe is too late for you to do that. Devil always tell you. But when it comes to evil, he will never tell you it's too late to do it. You can see men old, old men in jeans, going to clubs, going to um, where they what they call themselves then. You know where where the the the, the broilers. You know. And they'll be dancing with girls, small girls. It's not too late for them to do that. Why should you allow the devil to tell you it's too late to do good? Your old age doesn't stop you from doing good, man. Your old age doesn't stop you from achieving success. Listen to me. Your old age doesn't stop you from doing everything righteous. 
Say that says it's too late. It's not too late for a man to repent and be reconciled to God. On this trip to Nigeria, one of the fathers of um, our members just finished his LLB at 82. Yeah, yeah. At the age of 82. No, he finished, sorry, he finished LLB at 81. He went to law school at 82. Just finished law school now. To be a barrister. They said to me, Apostle, when you went for LLB, two years after, Daddy also went for LLB. Someone says that, what will I need it for? You don't have to need it now. If it is good, get it. Keep it. Get it and keep it. Don't let the devil tell you it's too late. What is too late? To invent? It's not too late. If you are age of 70 and you have read nothing in your life, if you decide that you want to be a medical doctor and invent cure for, med- for, for sickness, you can begin at 70. They will teach you everything. You, you enter medical school. You will not die, man. The older you are, the wiser, of course, you are because you have experience of life. Now, the more your brain has seen, the easier education is. Whatever you ask, you get, Jesus said. Whatever you seek is what you find, Jesus said. He says, ask, ask, ask. Make up your mind and talk to your maker, not to your pastor. Don't ask from a rod that somebody push up and say that if you pray to this rod, you will get miracle. That is an idol. Don't ask from the clothes of your pastor or a minister. He tells you that this cloth carries the power of God. Come on now. The Holy Spirit is inside you. You don't need the clothes of a man to get the power. Open your mouth. You contact heaven straight away. Anything you ask, you get. <laughs> Have I ever told you he had to hold my cloth? The man in India who, who he read my book about the madman of Prologo who was healed in my ministry for 40 years. The man went in India and he cast out the man from a madman. Did I send my cloth to him to hold for power? Listen to me. Jesus said you ask from your apostle or ask from your general overseer or ask from your pastor or prophet or bishop. Ask of me, he said. Ask of me. Come on now, church. Some people are listening to me now that I need to hear this word. All over the whole world. Enough of mess in the church. If you are born again, the voice of Jesus says that you should talk to him. Not through anybody. He wants to hear your voice. Let me say something to you. Your voice is significant in the ears of the Father. He knows your voice and he knows you by your voice. Speak to him and he will hear you. Jesus says so and that's it. If you go to anybody to pray for you, who will he pray to? God. In whose name? In the name of Jesus. So if you claim that you have accepted the same Jesus, and the same Holy Spirit lives in you, and you are now going for somebody else to cast demon out of you, come on now, it's irrational. It is unsensible. It is unconscionable. Because you have Jesus inside you, and you carry the Jesus to me. And tell me that, you see, you have demons. I should help you pray to the Jesus inside you to now remove the demon in you. If you have prayed to him in your heart, he will have removed that demon, if there is any demon at all. Plus, moreover, I can't understand how Jesus Christ and the Holy, Holy Ghost and demon can live in the same body. If anybody knows how to explain it, 
Come and see me. My address is on the television now. Come and tell me. And I'll tell you, the book of 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells me, if a man therefore is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature or creation. I understand that by ordinary language of words, that a new creation means a new species. That means a species that had never existed but was, was created by the virtue of salvation to the blood of Jesus. Now, help me understand this, therefore. The Jesus said, man, flesh gives birth to flesh, and spirit gives birth to spirit. Therefore, if I am born of the spirit, then I am of God's spirit, then how can evil spirit be in God's spirit? Come on now, think. Lies of the devil. Lies of the devil. Have you seen anybody who, went to, who is a court member and he has Holy Spirit? Excuse me. Somebody who is a witch or a wizard and he has covenant with witchcraft and wizard. He goes there every meeting. And in their meeting when Lucifer came and all of them were getting involved with orgies and demons. And then that person, Lucifer said, you have Holy Spirit. We need to cast him out of you. How can Holy Spirit be found in a man who is occult? So if Holy Spirit cannot be found in a man who is occult, he is only having evil spirit. How can a Christian believe that you is born again, holy demon can be found in his heart? Common sense teaches us that it's all lies. And then, you know, what, what makes it a lot more lie is this. Haven't they developed the philosophy that demons are in some Christians? Why is it that they are the only one who can remove it? Why can't that Christian remove it? What have they that a Christian doesn't have? Answer me. Power? Then where is the power from? You can see the trash in the church. Look at this. So, I say, Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Do you know... I want to stop in the next verse. 10. Let's read the first line of that 10 together. Whosoever. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you know the word that really strikes me in this? For everyone who asks. The other scripture says, whosoever asks. And I love this because it broke it down. For those of you who are mathematical in reasoning. Because the word whosoever is a compound word, but it says for everyone who asks, I've broken down to every segment of the whole. Every element that forms the whole who asks. Which means either you're a baby, it doesn't matter, if you fall within the set, which is born again. Whether you're an old person, doesn't matter. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you can ask, that is you, now, not us. For everyone who asks, receives. And I love that too. Another thing that strikes me in that statement is this. Everyone, number one. But number two, continuous tense receives. And continuous tense asks. Did you get that? So, which means that if I ask yesterday, I got it. If I ask today, I get it. If I ask tomorrow, I get it. Which means I must keep on asking throughout my life on earth. You must ask throughout your life on earth. It doesn't have to be asking for yourself. Now we are going to pray for Theresa May. Because God told us in January that pray for her. The month of September and the month of October. If she is not removed. 
Which means it can be changed. Which means God saw a plot in January. Which could arise by some conduct too. And we can see the cloud all around her. Now it has come to the time that they are now suggesting her removal. You know when Sky News begin to say somebody to be removed. Only heaven can save the person. Because that's Sky News. Only God will help them. Now. Oh yes. Only God will help Sky News. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I, will, I think I should do some. I, one day I should do the exegesis of Sky News. <laughs> so that you can understand what I'm saying. In Nigeria, they call some people like you. When they start talking about you negative, before you know it, the whole nation will begin to say the negative. Not because you are really negative, but because they said it, they fill the air with the news. Okay? Be careful of Sky News, be careful of CNN. Let's go ahead. I didn't say that they are bad news, but I'm telling you that. Be careful. Are you with me now? Under right of expression, Second Amendment, I can say things like, okay. For... <laughs> my God. You know, some Christians in our age, they will have ordained, they will have received Lucifer. Okay? As a friend. And ordained him as their bishop and then give him a room in their house. Because of his deception. And they will say he's the one telling the truth. And the one that God sent, they will have said to him that, away with us! No! The world is too advanced than what you are saying. God cannot be so harsh. He is so loving. To the extent that even those who slash the throat of others, He will forgive them at the end of time. You know? Christians must be alert. Be careful, very careful, in this time. However, whoever asks, receives. You ask God first before you ask for prayer of agreement. You first ask God. Don't go about looking for someone to agree with you. If a Christian is looking for someone to agree with him, it means you don't have confidence in your father. That's why you're looking for agreement. But if you have pledged your case before God, you can tell your brother that, look, I'm seeking God over this issue. You can join me in prayer. And he can join you in prayer. You don't seek agreement in prayer. You ask him to join you in prayer. And you see, that area should be an area where maybe it's a warfare. You are dealing with some issues in your life. Not when you are asking God for promises or benevolence. You don't need agreement with people to pray that God give me the gift of healing. Can you agree with me that God should give me healing? No, 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 no. You don't need to agree with God about that. Agree with people about that. You ask him, he gets it. And I will show you one more thing before we stop. But when it comes to the area that you are seeking knowledge, okay, let me give you an example. If I was not married and I was asking God to, to show my life partner to me, then I can ask you to pray with me. Because we need to operate in gifts to see that. Are we together now? At the lower stage in life in Christendom, you do that. When you grow, you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that when you grow. When you are fully mature, <laughs> you kneel down until he hears. 
I told you the story before, before I married mommy. When I met her, 1973. It's good for me to be telling you stories because if Jesus doesn't come on time and I decide to go and meet him, he'll be telling my stories after I'm gone. Yes? No be so. Okay, so listen. <laughs> so I, my father and after 10 years, after uh, 5 years, we made attempts. He said we can't marry. We bought wedding gown, wedding suit. He said no. We sold it to our friends. The following year, we bought wedding gown, wedding suit. One of them, he said no. Ah, the third time, we bought wedding gown, wedding suit. And my father-in-law said no. My father, you understand, in, in Nigeria, you don't just pick a woman out of a shelf of Sainsbury's. And drive her to Lucian um, Registry. And drive out, and now you have marriage certificate. It's not so in Africa. You tell your father you want to marry, he will screen you. Are you really a man? Can you really take care of a woman? What do you have? Have you been preparing? Then he ask you, by the way, which compound is she from? Who is her father? You tell them all the information. Then they will go and investigate whether they, they are, there was a leper in that family many years ago. Whether they used to go mad. Those are the two major things. Crazy people or leper. If somebody had run mad in that place before, your parents would say to you that it is always in the gene. And if there was a leper there, they say, ah, hey. You know, in my language, they say that, uh, you don't understand what I say. I just spoke in tongues. Now, listen to me. They will say that, ah, they are not scientists. They know gene. <laughs> If the mother used to be an angry man and a beast of the father, they would say, ah, we know the mother, how far she has gone. You can't go there. So they went and investigated. My father would disguise himself and go and understudy my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law didn't know that they were studying her. Because my mother-in-law has a store she sells, and my father would go there and say, somebody want to buy and then he'll be watching how she's reacting to people, how she welcomes customers and stuff. And then he will go and sit down somewhere for hours watching her reaction with people. And my father came back and said that your mother-in-law is good to a fault. He says, that woman is good. Audio man surely, that my mother-in-law is so good. She can give her eyeball to people. He said, so you can marry her because as the mother is the daughter will be whether that is correct or not i don't know but i'm talking about that philosophy uh, but of course all of you in cft have seen my the giving habit of my wife everybody every year out of our own volition if my wife gave any gift to anyone in this church i have no business i don't give her money to give gifts because when it comes to gifts i do my own I give my gifts, and she give her gifts. But every year she will buy gifts for people in this church. Even to those ab- abroad who are not in London. So her giving habit came from the mother. But this is the fact. After my father validated that you are in a safe hand, my father-in-law said no. So when he said no the third time, as a Christian, what should I do? Should we ask him for intercession? No, I didn't. Please come over. Bring, bring, bring the girl. And the father, please, bring the father also. And the 
and uh, the antics. We have two spaces there for for them. Put your hands together for them. That is Brother David T. Goliath. Yes, sister, you can move, move to that side. Please. Good. So, I'm talking about prayer now. Don't forget it. So, I decided to pray. It came to my spirit, we serve a God who has ear and he hears. Who has mouth and he speaks. So I began to pray. But this is the prayer. I prayed every three hours. Every three hours. I've told you that every Christian can access heaven. And you can access every vision and every knowledge. If you don't... Please go to my scriptures. If you turn to that command of Christ... Whatever you ask, you receive. But I, I want to help you understand the, the templates. Because someone may say, I've been asking, I didn't receive. You understand? I said, ask, seek, knock. Hmm? Ask is, can I have your phone, please? That is asking. Okay. Can I have the key of your car? Please. It's not here. She has the key. It's not here. I would like to use your car for my wedding. She has a Rolls Royce. I come to her again. I say, Auntie, I told you, can I please use your car for? Say, okay, I'll give you. But I haven't got it. I come to her again and say that my wedding is uh, two weeks time. Oh. She says, okay, I will arrange the driver to take care of it. And then a few days to it, I say, is this weekend. That is seeking. What you seek, you don't get on the spot. It takes a period of time. But you must set your mind on it to be able to acquire it. Knowledge we seek. Those of you who are professionals, whatever profession we are, we were not until we sought it. And when you seek... You seek with your heart. Your, 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 your level, the, your level of, of, uh, of, of um, your level of um, consciousness towards what you are seeking determines the grade you come out from it. Yes? So you have, you have 35 students started medicine. And in the second year, they are now 30. And then in the third year, they are now 20. What happened? Some dropped off the way. They dropped off the way. I remember when I first went to my LLB, the lecturer said to us that, you know, not all of you will finish your LLB here. All right? He told all of us. We were about 35. 15 of us graduated. 15. When I started my LLM, the same thing. We were about 26 or so. Only seven of us are around about on the finishing line. Why? Some turn their hearts to what they want to get, and that is seeking. Anything you turn your heart to get on earth, 
That is what you get. The degree of your commitment of your heart determines the degree you come out with. That is the, the, the level you come out with. The distinction is cheap and easy. A first class student is not a genius. It's only somebody who sought throughout. He sought throughout. He didn't start seeking first class when it's about final year, when it's lost. From the beginning, he studied and sought and sought. He read with curiosity, expecting every time, expecting every time, expecting every time. He set his heart to understand, to gain knowledge. He did everything. That expectancy moved him and pushed the whole knowledge. So being, and he was able to study. Add values, add values, add values, add values, add values. First year, second year, pain, sorrow, continue. Third year, fourth year, and he came out with distinction. It's so cheap to get distinction. So is God. When you set your heart to seek from God, you don't pray for two things until you get that very thing. Are you with me now? So, if you are seeking for a particular thing and you change your mind and you go for another thing, you stop seeking God. So, when I was asking God about, you know, my marriage, I asked the Lord that, um, this is my wife, you have told me. When is my marriage date? Why have I attempted marriage three times and it failed? And yet you told me this is my wife. Every three hours I prayed. I mean three hours. So for one time I slept at the time two hours. And as I was praying, about almost 30 days of my prayer, the Lord took me to heaven. When the Lord took me to heaven, the Lord Jesus said to me, you have been asking me, when, what is your married date? He said, I brought you on this trip to show you your married date. I was not a pastor, mind you. I was a youth. And he took me to a room where the calendar of every man is kept. And I saw like a library. And the name of every man under heaven is there. The book of your life is there. What God had written concerning you is there. Many don't finish it before they die. Your ability to read through the destiny and fulfill it depends on you. But a good number of people finish the race. And he brought my own book out. And he opened it and I saw when I was born. And he opened my life to me. The only thing I cannot find in that book is my sin. Twice I have been, the Lord has shown me the book of my life, twice. And each of the times I could not see any mistake I've made on earth. Because his blood wiped it off. And we, he, he got to the year I was praying, 1981. And he showed me when I was seeking him. And then he showed me every day, every day, every month, every day, 1982, 1983. When we got to 1983, he said to me, this is the year you will marry all right, making 10 years of my courtship. And then he said to me, each day, what will happen in my life to the month of April? And when we get to the end of March, we're getting April, he said, this is the month you will marry. And then he turned to me and said, tell me the date. And I stood before the Lord and I said, that's the end of April. And he said, you got it right. And I said, wow, I got it right. And he looked into my eyes with a smile. <laughs> and he said, 
Don't you say before me you got it right. I made you get it right. <laughs> he says, I made you get it right. He said, nobody gets it wrong in my presence. <coughs> and he showed me my wedding. You know, in my wedding, let me tell you this. He showed me the hall I wedded. He showed me from beginning of the day to the end of the night. And during the wedding ceremony, he showed me when they took lights. In Glover Hall. In those days in Nigeria, they called it Nepa. And he showed me how the light was restored too. I saw the program. That is the reason why in my wedding, I decided, I told my people that I have an auntie that I passed through in my life whose legs were amputated because she had an accident. And she was a high representative of British government in those days before she had this issue. So I said they should take my wife and I. I saw both of us in that vision. We went to her and she blessed our marriage. So we went to her in the afternoon. Everyone who came to my wedding, I saw them two years before they attended it. I told them. The pastor that wedded me had been transferred away from my parish. I told the parish... That's the pastor that wedded me. They went to find him from the village and brought him. I'm talking about Jesus' word. Seek you find. There is nothing you are seeking you can't find. You know, let me tell you this now. I'm see, you know, every October I always seek God for the new year. And I tell you to do the same thing, isn't it? You don't enter a new year by crash, by accident, and then things start happening you don't know what's going on. You can, con- con- you can, you can control your new year. From now, and I've been praying to God since last month about New Year. God, open my eyes, let me see. Give me understanding. What will happen? The, the nations that are important to me, first of all, Great Britain, to Nigeria, and Europe. And of course, I have very much um, concern about America and, you know, this, this tool with the three legs. You remember that? North Korea. Um, uh, Russia and uh, Iran, and the ball in the middle of the of this two, it was in uh, China. I'm concerned because God has told us about those nations to, to, from 2004, what they would do in this time. They are doing exactly what God told us in this church. I'm concerned about what next. What next? What will be the next thing in America? What about Nigeria? What about Britain? What about our Prime Minister? What is our position or what part we have to play in all this role? And you know, since last month I started praying, I least expect God to speak to me until this month. But when I step my foot in Nigeria, the Lord began to speak to me about Nigeria. About Nigeria. Now God has begun to speak to me about UK and Europe. And I will get more information. Because, of course, by the end of the year, you expect me to tell you what heaven is saying, isn't it? Come on now. If I'm a servant of God, I cannot be a valid servant of God if I cannot tell the people of God what the God I serve on their behalf is saying. That is not a messenger. Therefore, if you seek, you will find... If you knock, the door will be open. And if you ask, 
He will be given to you. But let me close by this. Someone said, I've been struggling about this. Yes, I've told you one. When you seek, put your heart in it until you get it. Two, don't seek God with a guilty conscience. If you go to God, don't harbor iniquity. Okay? Go to Him and believe that you are His son, which you are, or daughter, and He will answer you. What hinders people's prayer is what I will show you now. What hinders people's prayer? 145 Psalms, verse 18 and verse 19. And we will stop there. Shall we read it together, please? The Lord is near. Okay, 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 okay. Let me say this to you before we go ahead. I was tired too when I woke up this morning. Because I was in the wedding yesterday until they started dancing. By the time I got home, my body began to dance. Because I was exhausted. So, 5 o'clock I should wake up. I put my alarm at 6. And when my alarm rang at 6, I switched it off. I forgot whether, whether it was Sunday or Monday for some time. Does that happen to you before? And after a few minutes, my senses clock back. I say, ah, this is Sunday. I'm putting off the alarm. But I say, Lord, I'm tired now. <laughs> but he said to me, you mustn't go late to church. I said, yes, I know, Lord. And I said, let me sleep for two minutes. <laughs> hey. And I, I wanted to sleep for 30 minutes. I said, I will rush to church. And I know that that 30 minutes, you never get it, isn't it? Because your mind is awake and your body wants to sleep. I got up, my friend, went to the shower. So when I told you to read the Bible, I can see resurrection spirit. <laughs> All of us went to party yesterday to celebrate birthday. But wake up now and let's read the Bible. <laughs> read the Bible God's own way. Shall we together want to go? Say it again. Say it one more time. Who is that scripture talking about? Me. <laughs> you call on the Lord, is near to you. If you call him, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Look at the next thing he says. Shall we read it together? To all. Say it again. One more time. That's it. He's near to those who call him. But you must be truthful. To God. And to yourself. To all who call on him in truth. <clears throat> so, the major problem is for us to be truthful. Look at the next verse. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. And then what? And saves them. <clears throat> Come on now. Dwell on these until I see you next week. Same time. What Satan tries to do to believers, one of its first weapon, deception. Yes? Second weapon, 
Deception, deception gives rise to untruthfulness. Because deception is, I mean, it gives rise to, um, um, we're looking at that yesterday in the wedding. It gives rise to um, hypocrisy. Look, let me tell you, tell God how you feel. You can't go before God who knows all things, and you are talking to him, and you are telling him what you are not. Christians do that. Be truthful to God. I just told you now, one truth this morning. I am the bishop. I woke up. I was tired. Oh, you, you, have you read that bishop would not be tired? <laughs> have you ever read that before? Apostles, they just go on like ever battery. Even when ever ready battery, he will burn down. They have to recharge him. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. In this church, when I was sick, did I not tell you I was sick? I said to you, I've been sick for this time. Pray for me. This week, my, my wife and I came from five weeks of uh, going around the whole place, preaching the gospel, and we were exhausted. We came back, we were knocked down by cough. And it was like just cough. And then it became cough and you can't sleep. You know what may happen? And when my wife is coughing, 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 in the midnight, I want to sleep. And she's coughing, 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 coughing. She doesn't want to cough, she wants to sleep. I put my hands on her back, I say, cough, stop, in the name of Jesus. And the cough stopped. And I told my own cough, I rebuke you. He did not go. <laughs> my own cough just stayed here. I said, did you not hear? I caused you to die. The second day, the thing went stronger. Let me say something to you. But to my wife, stop in the name of Jesus. She stops. And it goes my wife. So, what did I do? I called doctor. That this one is not prayer matter. It is in the hands of man. And they told me to buy uh, cough syrup. I bought, I, no, I told the, the pharmacist, uh, Dickin, Dickin Sojidas, Dickin, I'm coughing, oh. which is the best one, because I have to attack it, land, air, and sea. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> they have amphibian forces. And they gave me some, one, one um, cough mixture. I drank the cough mixture, I was constantly praying to take medicine. Is righteousness. Because God gave the brain to those who learnt it and who prescribe it. And you know what? At the same time I was drinking all my herbal teas and all stuff like that. Every way you can attack it. Then, yesterday, or Friday, one of the doctors called me in the church who we went to the mission together. And he was telling me all manners of stuff because my own has, you know, subsided. But mommy's own just increased. And I took her to the clinic. You know what the doctor said? The doctor said that what is wrong with you? I can't, I, we don't have medicine for it. What is it? He said you have viral infection. I said viral infection. No wonder in, in uh, your www, if they say that there is a viral infection all over the, the world wide web, there is a problem, you can't stop it. He said viral infection. So what's the cure? He said, you have to just leave it. You can take the cough mixture, but we can't give you antibiotics because antibiotics can't cure you. But you know that because the truth had been revealed to her, when she came out of doctor, she didn't cough. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing. Hallelujah forevermore. You know, sometimes when you are sick, as long as you get doctor, just that thing they put in the air, just put it in the air and put it on your chair. Cool, 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 cool. I say you are all right. By faith, you go, you are okay. We understand this. We are spirit, but we are man. If I'm sick, I'm sick. So, if I don't tell you I'm sick, ever, the day you hear that I'm sick, you'll be wor- some of you will be saying that it's an apostle still anointed. Anointing happens to do with sickness. I was sick because I, I used my body. Five weeks I've been on the road. And I'm still writing dissertation on European Union, single market, and Brexit. Communing with the European Union, talking to the government and all stuff like that. And still preaching all over the whole place. Communing with all the CFT branches all over the whole world. Five weeks. Go, 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 go. I told mommy in Nigeria that take it easy. Anytime we have to sleep, let us sleep well. We switch off our telephone calls. But you know, she will never switch off telephone calls. She said, what about if they call me from London? What about if the children come? What about if, if I'm going to my bed... Everybody is going to his grave. Where if God wakes me up, then I'm alive. If I don't wake up, God bless me out and I'm gone. So when I go to bed, I switch off everything. But mommy will not. So we expected we, are, we needed rest. And because we didn't give ourselves rest, we came down with this uh, um, cough. But then it's good that I told you that I have cough. That is sincere. I don't tell you that, you know, when you have sickness, come to me and I will pray. You will get deliverance. Eh? But for me, I don't have sickness, you know. Who told you that? Sickness can hit the body. As for me, it's not demon. I only need to change my diet. <clears throat> because some food causes sickness. Or change uh, my, my, my program today. I'll get the doctor, let them deal with it. Be truthful. Because untruthfulness hinder prayer. I say this to you finally. You know when I was in school, <clears throat> doing my LLM, when I had a star, I read it to you. When I got C, did I not read it to you? Come on, did I not read it to you? So, if I just read to you a star, 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 and I didn't read to you that I also got C, you will not know that a person who has a star can fail. And I told all of you, the reason why I had C, my lecturer, he wrote fantastic report which was read to you, that your, your, your work is A star, is, is outstanding. He said, but you did not observe, that is, you did not write, FSA has been changed to FCA. And for that, I give you C. From Easter. So, someone said that is wicked. That's a good wickedness. Because I told all of you, let us pray. Because this program I have to get is the law of banking, international banking. I have to come out with Easter at the end of it. I said, pray for me. And you prayed. And when you prayed that I should have Easter, what I did, I started reading full blue. Read every line. Note every note. Read every case. Underline every dictum. Think very well before application. And the next week I got Easter. The next week I got Easter. The next week I got The rest five weeks I got Easter. At the end of the module I got Easter. 
But you knew that I got sick. Have you? It is not. It, if I came and telling you that I've never failed before, that's deception. That is untruthfulness. What I did that I failed, I told you. And what I did that I got hasty, I told you. And I kept it and I continued in it. And I told you, look, this simple. We bust it. We bust it. You can be successful out of being truthful. If I don't have peace in my home, you are the first I will tell. But it has never happened to me. If my wife gives me trouble, I will tell the church that you see, go help me beg mommy. And she'll be there when I'm saying it. Because she didn't give me words, rest. I am truthful. So because I know I'm truthful, I still will not give her problem. Because she can come and say to the church that uh, daddy today, <laughs> heaven help, <laughs> help us so. <laughs> Understand me. Truthfulness enhances God's answer. No one can tell my leaders, Apostle Williams is building a tower in Babylon. My leaders know everything that I own. My leaders know everything I am. My leaders in Nigeria are the ones who keep my accounts. Listen to me. Here, they are the ones who they know everything. Because of truthfulness, if I die, there could not be dichotomy. Because I have told everybody what I want to happen when I'm away. Listen to me, therefore. You will never be a person who will cause dissension among brothers and then go over there and put a good face and God answer you. You will never be a person who will wish somebody else to fail and then you go to God and pray for success. You will never get it. You will never be a person who has unforgiveness spirits and go to God and ask him, to answer you. He cannot answer you. He's near to you when you pray, but he cannot answer you. Because you must pray in truth. If therefore you want God to answer you, as he said in that scriptures, clean hands and pure hearts. You must wish every, <coughs> everyone good. Look, what is, what is the right thing to do or better? For everyone here to be successful, or for one man to be successful. Let me tell you, if you are the only man successful, all of us will eat you to the bone. And God will grab you, all of you will grab you. Everybody will be grabbing you. And really, in your house, we will have been queuing before you wake up. Like that woman Jesus spoke about. Vindicate me of my adversary. As you are waking up, you are seeing us. You are coming, you are seeing If you run, we follow you. Because you are the only one successful. That is not a good thing. Everyone must have peace. And who gives the peace? You. Jesus said it. Leave your peace with them. Don't make life ridiculous or ugly for your fellow brother. And expect God to hear you. Don't speak ill of one another. And expect God to hear you. Don't plot against other people. And I said, God, to hear you. That does not mean you should not confront evil. Really, if you don't confront evil, God will not hear you. Because you regard iniquity. If you are among people and they say anything derogating, rebuke them and expose them. 
That is what the Bible says. Because silence is compromise. This is what the devil does to many of us to hinder our prayer. Truthfulness. That's why I want to stop. But whatever the case may be, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry. He will save you. Let's stand up together. We are going to pray for one another. That the Lord will strengthen our spirits to be able to walk in his righteousness. Are we together now? We are going to say to the Lord, Father, this is the month of October. I pray for the sister beside me. I pray for this brother, Lord. I pray for myself. Send strength into my spirit. Enable us, O God, in this month, from this month, to walk in your truth. I begin to pray in the name of Jesus. We want to walk in your truth. Enable us, O God, to walk in your truth. Let's ask God for cleansing. If there is any way that we are going wrong, something that we are doing wrong, And we are not aware of it too. Let there be cleansing in our spirit. Father, we pray for strength. Strength for tomorrow. Tell the Lord, endow me with grace. And help me discover my grace. Endow me, Lord, with your grace and help me discover that grace. Tell the Lord to anoint you to be able to use the grace to bless mankind. If Jesus were to come next month, I don't want to regret my life. Open my eyes, tell the Lord. Give me the spirit of insight, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge and counsel from heaven. Help me, O God, tell the Lord. Father, we praise you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. We are going to pray from the book of Joel, chapter 2. This is the scripture for this month, the month of restoration. From verse 24. It's in your calendar. And the Lord will restore to you the years the locusts have eaten. 24 to 26. That papa worm, the canker worm. And the Bible says. In verse 26, you will have plenty to eat until you are full. So we're going to pray, Father, restore my life in this month. Everything the devil has stolen from me, let them be restored. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. restoration in my finances. Let there be restoration in my health. Let there be restoration in my spirit. My strength of all be restored back to me. In my zeal for God, let there be restoration 
Tell the Lord, I call restoration back to my marriage, to my life, to my children, to my husband or wife, whichever one you have. Call for restoration. God said, I will repay you. I will restore to you everything that man have hindered me. Lord, let them be restored in this month of October. Let them be restored, O God. Pray for restoration in your life, in your spirit, in your mental. Restoration in your soul. That my soul be more fruitful in these very, very months. All what you have asked God from January that you have not seen happen, begin to call those things to happen now. That Lord, what I miss in my life this year, October, I speak into you. Bring forth the manifestation. They shall come to manifest, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Let my October be full of manifestation, O God. Let it be full of restoration, O God. Tell God, open the book of remembrance and remember me, Lord. Remember me, Lord. Fulfill my days. Let favor be granted to me. That grace will work for me everywhere I go. Remember me, O Lord. Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Father, I pray for everyone here. You said to us from January, in the month of May, the government of England will take a decision. We should remember them in prayer. And in the month of May, our, minister, our Prime Minister took the decision that brought us thus far. And you said pray for her in the month of September and October for the plots to remove her. And if she can survive, survive the period, then she will survive the rest. Now, the first week of September, threat came. It was abated. And now, an affirmative threat have now evolved. Somebody must resign. Or there must be a division. But at the same time, you told us that this month will be month of restoration. If the things you said about our government had happened, then this you said about us will happen. So I decree, today being the first day of October, before this month is ended, you will be restored. If there be any agenda you said before God, plans to achieve between now, from January till now, and you fail to achieve them. I ask that the Spirit of God will override all your limitations. Grace be poured upon you. In this month, you shall fulfill those dreams. I decree that resources shall be given to you to be able to fulfill your destiny of hell will fail over you. Satan will not be able to hinder you anymore. Man will not be able to stand against you. Things that belong to the hands of man by God, which God has given to man to give you. But Satan has turned their heart away from you. I decree in this week, the Lord will turn their heart back towards you. 
that right which belongs to you shall be given back to you. When we come to the end of October, your mouth shall be filled with laughter. You will have a testimony in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Anyone who was jobless last month, I decree, in the area of your job, you are restored in this month. The Lord will establish you in a gainful employment this month. The Bible says, no, we cast their young. In the name of the Lord, you will never cast their young. You're young. I say, the Lord says that you have plenty to eat until you are full. I decree, heaven will open over you. This is the month of your plenty. And the Father said, then you will know that I am, the, I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no one. Never again will my people be put to shame. I decree, whatever had caused shame in your life, I decree them to be revoked and reversed. In this month, you will not be put to shame. In the area that you have set your hope and you have been disappointed, in this month, you shall realize back. The Lord will fulfill His covenant in Deuteronomy 28 verse 12 and verse 13 over you. The storehouse of His bounty shall pour out rain upon you. So shall it be unto you. Anyone under my voice sick, I command your shoulder blades to be healed in the name of Jesus. The pains and pressure you are having on your shoulders, I, I cause them to be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. From the crown of your head, your knees, I command them to be healed in the name of Jesus. The pain that go to the spine, I command them to be removed in the name of Jesus. I pray concerning your bones and marrows. I pray concerning your liver, your kidney, your eye socket and the optic nerves. I pray concerning the part of your brain that have been afflicted. I pray concerning your heart that have been afflicted. Receive replacement in the name of Jesus. You are made whole. I say that you are made whole. I say that you are made whole. Father, I thank you because it's done. As I ask this in Jesus' anointed name. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Please, let's take our seats. Can I ask that Pastor um, Vincent should come and to prepare for our offering? But while you are doing that, 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 while you are doing that,